0: Live from the deck of the Black-Eyed Susan, Baltimore's only authentic paddle dinner boat. And brought to you by the m M&M and Horseshoe Company, designing and manufacturing the world's best pitching horseshoes. I'm Delmon. And I'm Malicious, And this is EQ2 Talk.
1: Right story. Right, the, galaxy, the of
0: of when you're with the time. This is episode number sixty four and we are recording on may eighteenth, twenty thirteen. And Allie, why don't we still have theme music?
1: Well, I got sidetracked to researching the significance of the number 64.
0: And what did your research lead you to?
1: Well, there, there are 64 colors in a standard big box of crayons with the built-in sharpener.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: And of course, you know, the Nintendo 64 and the ever-popular Commodore 64.
0: Of course. Of course. Who could forget those?
1: There are also 64 squares on a chessboard, 64 gems in the bejeweled game board. And did you know the maximum stack size in Minecraft?
0: Uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to probably say it's like 65.
1: <laughs> Pretty close. It's 64. As a matter of fact, there are 64 positions in the Kama Sutra.
0: Hello. <laughs> and, and that's where we're going to end, right? Ka- well, there's
1: when, one, one more thing. One when more the Kama thing.
0: Sutra comes out, we know we've gone too far. <laughs> All right, what was the last 64.
1: Well, if you want to call a Kiwi, 64 is the code for international direct dial calls to New Zealand.
0: Excellent. So if I ever want to call somebody who's upside down, I (laughs) dial 49. (laughs) All right. Hey, it's been a while since we've actually had, I guess, Ali, a normal, and I'm using air quotes, a normal podcast.
1: Is this normal?
0: Uh, I don't know, but it's number 64 if you haven't figured that out yet. Uh but we had our what do we have we had our uh Brew Day show.
1: Yep. Then and then we, we had, had our... the Bristol Bane show. Yes.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh and then we had uh Candor join us and yep. talk about uh the last game update. Uh so we've been away from our little regular routine. Could could you say that?
1: I think you could say we're abnormal.
0: All we right. We've been abnormal anyway. <laughs> Yes, But I'm, now
1: we're, we're back to normal.
0: Back to normal. Back to our regularly scheduled format. Uh, so up first, I think, is emails, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I have the first one here from Glenryn over on the Freeport server. And Glenryn writes, uh, Hello, Delmon and Allie. I picked up EQ2 for the first time a few weeks ago and went from free player to subscriber in about three days. I have a level 32 berserker and I want to start crafting soon. But I'm torn between going with Provisioner or Alchemist. For the most part, I'll be solo with a single character until endgame, where I will also pug Battlegrounds. I've kept up with all my gathering skills, so my question is, which profession do you think would be most useful for a player like me in the long run? Slightly off topic, I started EQ2 because I was looking for a solo-friendly MMO, and it kept coming up as a suggested one in various forums. For grouping, I have Lotro or WoW starting back in 2007. And so far, I've been happy enough with EQ2's solo experience. That is easily worth the $15 sub for me. Thanks for a great show. Signed, Glenryn. So, Dell, I think it's very interesting that he's uh, switched over from free to subscriber in three days.
0: Mm. He's
1: already planned out his entire uh, life as a character in EQ2 through Endgame, where he's going to punk Battlegrounds.
0: Uh, I have to say, you know, no no pun intended, but this guy or gal is right up your alley. Alley? Yes, planning it all out, knowing exactly what's going to happen from beginning, middle, and end.
1: I don't know that I do that. Sometimes I go whichever way the wind blows.
0: Okay, all right. But he's interested in uh, finding out uh, what trade skill might be best for him? Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: My answer would be, what makes you happy? Because it doesn't really matter what trade skill you pick. I mean, if you want to do something to support yourself, well, what do you need the most as a solo slash pug battlegrounds player? Uh,
0: Yeah, I would think it would be consumable things, like he suggests here uh, a provisioner or an alchemist.
1: Right, like you want to make your own um, spell upgrades.
0: Right, right. You know, I've heard in the past people say... I enjoy doing one trade skill class over another, and I've never really understood that because, uh, to be honest, it's so homogenized now that you know it's a primary, some secondaries, and some fuel, and you just make it right. I mean, well, and the
1: primary is the same as the secondaries,
0: yeah, for the most part. For the most part, rare, right? But it's again, or it's a rare, and then some other stuff, right? Uh, So making a table versus making some panther chops. Or an arrow versus, you know, uh, an elixir. It's kind of all the same.
1: Well, the making itself is. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. You get your six buttons down the bottom, you mash some buttons, and then, you know, ta da, you're done.
1: Maybe the difference is in when I'm making a table, I feel like I'm excited about making the table. Uh,
0: okay. Now hold so on. Looking... Right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right there, Allie. Because that certainly smells like role play.
1: Maybe. Maybe there is a little role play in trade skill. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of, you know, I'm building a table. I'm making a painting and I'm going to sell it and somebody will hang it on their wall. I don't know. That's just, I'm I'm just guessing. I don't really see a difference Mm -hmm. between one and the next other than the fact that I am bored to hell when I'm playing my woodworker. So I don't make my own arrows on the woodworker.
0: I, I stopped
1: I, doing that a long time ago because it's boring. It's like there's nothing. I mean, you just keep on grinding the same thing over and over and over again.
0: Just keep and- trade skilling. Just keep mm-hmm. trade skilling.
1: Exactly. But
0: I guess I have this this vision of you, of of being Bob Ross, the happy painter. Mm-hmm. You know, making your little paintings with your little <laughs> squirrel friend. You know, <laughs> every tree needs a friend. <laughs> now, that certainly sounds like role play. But yeah, I guess to me there are the, the action of making the thing, yeah, is kind of all the same now. It is all the
1: same. It totally um, is the same.
0: Uh, even even right down to collecting what you need, you can either you know go to the broker, um, you can go to Pack Pony to get your raws, uh, or you can go out and harvest them on your own. Now, you know, I guess you could say is is harvesting wood more desirable or more fun than harvesting roots? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Those things uh,
1: are both more exciting than harvesting bushes.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, know. I don't know why. Because <laughs> yeah, you're doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's kind of all the same. So I think, you know, do what's fun. Uh, don't do what I think you think are going to make a ton of plaid off of. Cause because you won't. You, you won't. Uh, because, uh, trust me, if there was... A trade skill class that everybody was making a lot of money on it. Uh, Everybody Everybody would do it, do it right. And haven't you? How many times have I said everybody's got a provisioner, right? Yeah. Uh, Because back in the day, that's where that had the most consumables, uh, and so there's a lot of provisioners out there because of that. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and again, you know, I would say if you choose wrong, and I'm putting wrong in air quotes, uh, you can always do what Dell does: is make another mule, park it in the trade skill society, and just bang out 95 levels of trade skilling.
1: Or the other fabulous thing is you can change your mind and undo everything and start over again.
0: Uh, Yeah, but if you have the option of just having another character, I I guess I never understood that because mules are cheap.
1: Right, but if you want everything on one tune...
0: That's true, that's true. You say,
1: eh, this is boring, I don't want to do this anymore after 10, 15 levels, then you can change your mind. Or, you know, you found something else that you need more so you can change your mind and go do okay. that instead
0: okay yeah i can buy that I, I guess i would never do that i like being a weaponsmith well, i like we're not, necess- uh, we're not talking about you Del. we're not talking
1: about you Dell. we're talking about glenman
0: oh well.
1: we need to get well, all right
0: Glenn. let's get back to me and we'll move on to the next email <laughs> okay all right so the next email is from kayla uh and kayla entitles her email i thought i was the only one dear dell and allie I have listened to almost all of your 60 episodes, but apparently it was number 60 before I realized that Dell plays in first person. I seriously thought I was the last Norathian to play in first person. I am teased mercilessly by my, air quote, friends. And yes, they are my friends. It's just good natured. I always tell people that I play in first person as God intended. Otherwise, we'd all have eyeballs floating in the back of our heads. <laughs> I liked Allie's multiple mains reference. Many in my guild have multiple mains, whereas I usually have one main with a few alts. But I always say I'm a one tune girl, and my main has changed over the years. Warlock, Conjurer, Dirge, Wizard, and I'm back to my Conjurer now. I have four level 95 toons, but only one can pull her weight in a group. Anyways, I enjoy your show, and keep it up. Kayla, pronounced Kayla. Everyone seems to get it wrong. From the Butcher Block server. And apparently she's included a URL here, kaylascorner.com. So, Allie, what do you think about what Kayla, pronounced Kayla, has to say here in this email?
1: Um, Well, I like that she agrees with my, she likes my multiple mains reference. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: I think there's a big difference between, I mean, I think everybody's got multiple tunes at this point, right? Uh, I think there's a big difference between somebody like me, who has one main, and a whole bunch of losers (laughs) right i call them mules they're well i don't they're not mules to me they're just losers (laughs) they they don't hold anything for me they don't like to me a mule is i'm using you for your bank space
0: yes yes right
1: (laughs) i don't know that i'm using them for their bank space like they don't even do anything for me
0: Uh, they're more equivalent of uh storage units
1: Well, no. I don't even use them for their storage. I use them for their, um, maybe for the the trade skill recipes. Okay. uh, For the ability to collect rares and, and stuff on the goblin. I don't know. Every now and then somebody needs something made, so I make it on one of my alts. But then there are people who actually play many characters and actually play many characters well and can group with many characters or raid with many characters which is just mind-boggling to me uh because that's not the kind of person i am but i know you must have liked you have a fellow first person player out Uh, there in
0: the world yeah absolutely and i can i can look at kayla eye to eye maybe is kayla a dwarf (laughs) or or eye to knee i guess
1: is she a high elf
0: i I don't know (laughs) I don't oh. know what race she plays. Uh, but, yeah, and I, I, I have to say, I'm still chuckling over. Otherwise, we'd all have eyeballs floating behind our heads, and it's yes. true. Uh, yes. Although I have to say, as time has gone on, I have become more more adaptable. I've adapted more, I guess. Only
1: because you had to, I bet, for raid
0: purposes. Y- yeah, I kind of have, and that's probably what's forced me to do it. Uh, so I have had to become more proficient at playing in a panned back mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'll never get used to it because, uh, my God, my camera get, seems to get stuck on every outcropping or branch or statue nearby. And then it starts swinging in and back. And
1: Well, then you just learn how to pan and control it without yeah. moving, without turning. I personally can't play in first person at all. It drives me crazy. I feel like I'm staring at the carpet or something. I just – I can't do it. I just – I can't. It's too – Everything's too close up. I need to see everything. I need to see things that are going on around me.
0: Uh, now, certainly one place I'm thinking where I absolutely positively have to play in first person, uh, it's that zone uh, over there in, uh, in Eidolon Jungle where you got to hop from the pillar to pillar to pillar to get across. Okay. There's no way I could do that in third person. I, I couldn't judge the distance on how to run and jump. So I have to zoom in. And I know exactly, like, you know, it takes me three or four steps to get across the platform and then spacebar. Yeah. You know, if I was to do that in third person, I'd, I'd fall off the first one. I don't even know if I'd make the first jump. Oh.
1: I, I don't need first person for that.
0: Uh, it's, it's, all, cause it's, it's all about judging distance. You but, know? see,
1: I think that's because that's what you're used to. Because exactly. To me, I can't do that in first person. Yeah, absolutely. Like, how did you do in the um
0: little jumpy game? Oh, good Lord. That, oh, talk about the bane of my existence, Ellie. That was the, <laughs> for something that's supposed to be so fun.
1: I know. It was supposed to be fun, wasn't you know, it? <laughs> that was
0: high stress all the time, oh. untastefully done. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. Actually, I, I'll admit I did eventually pan back. I had to do that in, in yeah. pan back mode as well. But not all the way pan back because, again, those stupid palm trees were there. Uh, In those tents, I kept jamming myself into the tents in the corner (laughs) where the crocodile hunters are. Stay away from the tents. Oh, my. I couldn't. Yeah, you can. It it was like there was a giant magnet on them, and I just had to run at them. (laughs) Um, uh, Talk about Bristlebane Day, that one event. I will say this very quickly about it, though. Uh, How, I guess, disappointing a little bit that to be successful at it, you had to almost wait till there was no one around. You know, kind of very counterintuitive to a uh, an MMO, massively mm. players. Your best chance of success was when there were less people there.
1: That's the case with a lot of those things. Um, the little um, racing things where you have to collect as many whatever mm-hmm. candies or whatever for a release day.
0: Yeah. yeah. I you think, know? though, if, as a feedback, though, if more people are doing it, they need to increase the spawn rate. Kind of make it a dynamic thing. Yeah. Don't penalize lots of people wanting to do it, I guess. Uh, it's funny. So when there were people around, I'm scoring in the 60s and 70s. The minute nobody's around, I'm into the 90s, and I get my achievement and done.
1: Yeah, but if they if they do that, you're going to end up crying because there's not enough spawns when you're alone.
0: Well, I mean, just it has to spawn enough that you can be successful at it. Just when there are more people, they should increase the rate. That's all. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, maybe that's possible. I have the last one here from Abby over on the Freeport server. And Abby writes, really enjoyed episode 63. It did make me start thinking of a question for you and Dell. Aside from the ability to track shinies, what do you guys think is the most underrated ability? And for that matter, the most overpowered ability in the game today? Keep up the good work. More guests like Kyle would be really great. Safe travels. Signed, Abby. So, wow, Dell. Underrated ability. What do you think?
0: Gave this a lot of thought because I thought this was a really good question. What do I think is the most underrated ability in game? Uh, And after much deliberation, what I came up with is something that I think you might laugh a little bit at, Ellie. But it's it's underwater breathing.
1: I don't even think about it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You're making my point. Uh, (laughs) You only think about it when you don't have it, right? That is true. And you realize... OMG, where's my underwater breathing?
1: Right, right. And you're quick opening the bags. Where's that earring? Where's that earring? At least that's what I'm
0: doing. Where's my priest and how far away from me is he? Right. Uh, Fortunately, and I'll I'll be honest, I keep underwater breathing on all the time. uh, Although sometimes it does come off me, maybe when I've been dispelled or something. Mm -hmm. And then I jump in the water and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Why am I drowning?
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I think on an alt for me, if I haven't done, and most of them haven't done the fishbone earring, I need to do that uh, because it's painful. There are a lot of underwater quest updates and zone-ins and reasons to go under the water. And sometimes, actually, the chests will drop still down under the water. Have you noticed this? It's back to
0: not floating anymore. Uh, Sometimes, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I will see a chest drop and I have to go get it even though I know it's crap. That I don't need.
0: you got to swim all the way down there hoping you're going to make it, right?
1: Yes. And I've actually died while going after a chest before. And, and, and
0: when you're surfacing and you're looking up <laughs> and you're watching the blue bar go down, you're like, oh, I wonder what the distance is going right, to be. Right, One right, of those right. OS moments. Am I going right, to make right.
1: it? Yes, exactly. So uh, my underrated, most underrated ability, and this is maybe a little bit alley centric is safe fall. I definitely take it for granted. I can't live without my safe fall when I'm on another character who does not have safe fall. I wish I could (laughs) reroll because I absolutely need it. I am so used to having it that I jump off high places without even thinking about it. Uh, And when I do that on other tunes, I go splat like a bug.
0: Mm -hmm. No good. Most of my time on the Templar, Dwarven Templar, I don't have safe fall. Even when I have it, I guess, on some of my mules that I have advanced a little bit in levels, don't really realize that they have it. So I never jump off high places.
1: Well, and then there's the whole sphincter factor.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Although when I have jumped, and I think we've talked about this in the past, remember up there in uh, Kingdom of Sky when you had to jump off down the waterfall? Yes. Like leaning and tilting in my desk chair as if that's going to guide my tune into the right spot. Yes. I don't know why I do. I still do that all the time. I think
1: everybody does
0: that. Uh, we're just talking about that the jumping pole to pole there in that, in, in that instance there in yes. chains. Um, and I like, instinctively like, leap out of my chair a little bit yes. and yes. try to stick the landing.
1: <laughs> does it help?
0: Uh, sometimes. I, you know what? No, but I think it does, so I do it, right? Right. Subconsciously. <laughs> so what do you have for most overpowered ability?
1: You know, I was thinking about this. It's really tough to say, but I, I came up with flying, flying mounts. They're really overpowered if you think about it, especially if you have them early on.
0: Uh, like the ability to swoop into a an area where you know the quest update is?
1: Well, you have, you, you got the quest updates. You can have tracking up so you can look for particular mobs and you just fly over to them and then swoop down where you need it and cherry pick them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with shinies. You can have your little shiny tracking thing up, even though it's really a harvest tracker. Tracker. Uh, it's actually a shiny tracker, and then fly up and swoop in and grab the shiny. Uh,
0: that is absolutely how I finished the chain. Uh, the cobalt scar, excuse me, uh, cobalt scar shinies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that's kind of annoying about that is you can't turn on the shiny tracking while flying. While flying. And note how we refer to the ability now as shiny tracking, yes. not harvest node tracking, exactly. shiny tracking. Yes. I, I don't think I've ever used it to find a log or a root. No. <laughs> only, only to look for shinies.
1: Yes. I may have actually back when it first came out because I needed rares of a particular variety. Okay. Uh, but then once I had those, eh, now it's for shinies.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, that's how I did it. I flew all around and just dive-bombed down once I got over the orange dot, got it, and, you know, jumped back up. Hopefully there before go. a mob aggroed me.
1: What was your uh, most overpowered? Uh,
0: a little bit a little like yours. Mine is just travel in general. You yeah. Know? And, and flying is certainly part of that. But, you know, today we have, we have uh, uh, druid rings. We have wizard spires. We've got items in our bag from building druid rings and spires that can port us to them. You know, mm-hmm. for those of us who don't have those abilities. Uh, the, the bell system. You know, uh, in the guild hall, we have so many amenities that can take us places. You can go to Sil- uh, Shimmering Citadel. You can go to uh, Broken Skull there uh, out in the moors of Yakisha. Uh, mm-hmm. th- there is just so many ways to get around in Norath. It is trivial to move around now, uh, let alone you also get Call of the Veteran, right?
1: Yeah, you Call of Tinker.
0: Call of Tinker, Call of got Hero. the Hero. Worm-
1: the wormholes. you got the butcher block barrel. You've got the... Whack-a-Bartender. Yeah. Uh,
0: call, <laughs> call, yeah. You also got call of, call of Guildhall, Call of Home, Call of right. duel. I mean, there is endless ways, of uh, things all on their own timers of getting around. So uh, the most overpowered ability is the ability to get anywhere at any time.
1: But if you can't get somewhere, like when he, uh, the game update first came out and you have to go over to Great Divide. then you got to go fly on the thing, and then you got to go fly to where you want to go, don't you curse
0: uh, no, not at first. Make me do it. Maybe I'll pick a magic number here five times, mm. and I'm like, yeah, oh my god, this sucks. Right? But
1: now you have the ability now that you've done all the Cobalt Scar quests to click on the bell and absolutely. go right there.
0: Ex- absolutely, and I and I certainly have done that uh, while working on the trade skill stuff now. Uh, but it's even going to get easier. You know, there's also a Station Cash World Bell. Uh, but I think just up on tests we saw the other day now uh, those world bells on the maps are going to wind up as point of needs now. So no matter where you are, you flip open your map, hit your point of need and say, I want to go there. Uh, so it's even going to get uh, more trivial.
1: How much is that?
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the cost would be. Uh, again. So
1: you're saying on the, like, when I click on the bell in the guild hall, I'll see a point of need button on my map.
0: Uh, you know, I don't know if it'll come up there because you're already on a bell, but if you're out, say, pick a zone, pick a zone, uh, we just said Moors of Yikesha, right? Oh, okay. You're somewhere out in the middle of the world and you want to go to somewhere, you just open your map and click, you know, point of need, I want to go to that, uh, that bell over there. Oh,
1: just on the map. Just on the map. Not even from a bell.
0: Right. You don't have to get to the bell to go to a bell. You just open the map and say... Spend x amount of station cash and send me to that bell. So light.
1: anywhere on the map to a bell. I believe so. For some amount of plat. I think. Or, so. Not plat. Um, station cash. Station
0: cash. You know, I'm not sure of all the particulars yet, mm-hmm. but uh, I got to be honest, I don't think I would use that.
1: I was thinking it was the other way around. You're somewhere and you want to go somewhere else.
0: No, nah, because you know, then you think that's a huge exploit, right? <laughs> Park me next to the contested <laughs> avatar when he spawns for, right, right. for for you know a dollar. <laughs> right i mean it's gonna be like having a charlie card now right you know it's a
1: charlie card uh, now
0: a card for the l
1: oh thank the you
0: metro or whatever you call it
1: it's the l wherever
0: you live the l okay uh, so uh you know it, it's it's totally trivializing it for cash now I, I gotta be honest how lazy are we players getting where oh boy flying to the bell because you've got your bounce, right because you're level 95 oh my god flying all the way to the bell that's so painful you know, yeah, or, but
1: are they giving it to us because we're asking for it? Or are they giving it to us to see if we'll eat it?
0: Probably a little of both, right? I mean, what haven't they given us that we've eaten, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I thought re- research well, producers were like, you know, people were not going to use those, right? But, you know.
1: They gave us Dungeon Finder. They gave
0: us, like, yeah. they gave
1: us the highly successful Dungeon Maker.
0: Uh, that they did. That they did. Although uh, we didn't have to pay for those. Uh, it seems when they give us stuff that we have to pay for it, though, we seem to want to buy it. <laughs> So I, I'm always shocked that people pay for these points of needs. You know, I certainly haven't. Uh, and I don't intend to. But I, I, I know they're going to make a ton of money off this because I know people are inherently lazy. For some reason in real life, I'm lazy. You can't get me to mow the lawn. Uh, for some reason, I'll fly all over Norath <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to pay for a bell, I guess. But I, I'm willing to ignore doing real life chores and stuff like that. Well, real life chores actually require movement. Exactly. Though no, I'll tell you what. If I can get Sony to come out here for station cash and mow the lawn, hey, I'd be now. that point of need, I'd be all over.
1: Now you're talking,
0: absolutely, something Dell would use station cash on. All right, so uh, was that all the emails we had this uh, this week, Ellie?
1: No, that's it for now.
0: Okay, uh, all right, so next up, we were going to talk about the latest game update, weren't we? Yeah, what do you think? Um, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I I think it's got some good things that I kind of really like and some things that I'm like, eh, Metsa Metsa on. So first off would be like the quest line, I thought. The quest line in Cobalt Scar started to feel a little chain like to me.
1: Chains of Eternity.
0: Yeah, yeah. You kind of zone in, there's a quest hub. You know, some dude makes you do three or four quests and then he says, hey, why don't you go talk to my friend over down the road? So you meander down the road, and this guy makes you do a bunch of quests, and then he says, "Thanks, but I think they need help over there." Okay, I'll go over there.
1: Well, you know? that's how they have to do it, I think, to introduce you to the different areas. Don't don't you think? I mean,
0: uh, yeah, I guess it's just it, it's it's becoming very repetitive. I guess that's just the framework.
1: What about the quests themselves? Didn't uh, you feel a little bit like there
0: there was some variation over the the usual? I'm not going to say that they were all a bunch of Kill 10 Rats, mm-hmm. but they felt like a whole bunch of Kill 10 Rats types quests. Uh, at the end of it, you know what? I, I got to be honest. I didn't feel very heroic. I felt like I was another errand boy for uh, people who are too lazy uh, in <laughs> Norath or unwilling to do their jobs. You know, how come there's always a lost adventurer out there that I gotta go find who ends up going to be dead, right? You know, it's isn't that like every every expansion, every overland zone, there are lost scouts that need to be found. I mean, don't they don't they already have tracking? There should
1: be an option for when you're talking to the quest giver, dude, get with it. Your scout's
0: already dead. Exactly. You're right. There's I've, I've seen the movie already. <laughs> The NPC's dead. I know it. You know it. Why do I have to go look for him? You know, we know he's in this blue area. He's already dead. And there's going to be a mob standing over him, or one's going to spawn when I get to him. Right? Who may or may not have a white star for AA that I don't actually need anymore. Uh, But yeah, so, uh, you know, I guess, you know what, to me, it's just a, a bunch of gopher quests. I didn't feel that there was anything. Uh, and I use this term loosely, not based on the category that we have in our journal, but there was no, there was nothing signature about it. I I didn't get to to the end and felt I conquered Cobalt Scar. I, you know, I really made a difference. Basically, I, I found some lost scouts and I helped some off mirror, you know, who for some reason ran off and got themselves into trouble.
1: (laughs) Okay. Let me ask you this. So, Uh, This whole business about uh, the signature. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're maybe comparing this game update to an expansion?
0: Uh, That's very possible. That's very possible. Uh, I guess, you know, I just didn't feel heroic, epic. Uh, You know, I I didn't feel like I was the hero throughout this. Okay. I felt like I was just another errand boy.
1: So even when you had to cure the little Othmer who were running in all sick and Mm -hmm. dying... That didn't feel different and interesting, more interesting than go kill ten rats.
0: It was it was aggravating at first until I finally figured. By the way, I should pan back out and do this in third person because then <laughs> I can see more off more easily. Yeah. Uh, I will not have to be on their storyline uh, up until you round the corner there. You know, I, I felt like I was helping them that the Walrus people were all over them. Yeah. I was, and I felt, you know, their storyline, much like the storyline of the Othmere out there in Great Divide, it kind of did tug on my heartstrings until I met their other brothers, <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, oh, good God, I hate Othmers now. Uh, I don't oh, want to see another Othmere no. as long as I live.
1: Oh, well, it's not their fault. I know.
0: Well, they did this to themselves. If you read the Quest X. Uh,
1: even without that, though, even, I mean, you're talking about storyline. I'm talking about, like, the mechanics of the actual quests themselves. Yeah. So, I think there was certainly a difference. I do feel like there were there was some ten kill ten rats type stuff, but it was intermixed with other mechanics that were slightly different or uh a little bit interesting. I felt like it was more variety and it wasn't as tedious as in the past.
0: Okay, okay. You, you felt it was tedious? Mm. I'll say I, it's not as tedious as in the past, but I did feel there was a certain amount of tedium to it. Uh. And was I thankful when I finally got to the end? Yeah, it was just getting to that point. I would say, oh, my God, don't, don't turn this into Eidolon jungle, uh, Obal planes all over again. But did you
1: see it as a stack of quests I need to complete and get to the end? Or did you see it more as I'm going to explore this new area?
0: Mm. Uh, ooh, a little, a little of both. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to take the cheesy answer out, but a little of both.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I guess I kept waiting for that heroic moment, and I have to say again, it looked cool. I was very excited when I got up towards the end there, and the fort looks awesome. I gotta yeah. say once again, uh, the environment team. Out has outdone themselves yeah you know i thought the zone looked real this is what it would really be like if this was going on yeah Uh, the animations with the ballistas uh very well done
1: that was super cool yeah
0: it really it really was but uh, you know i guess to some degree yeah i was thankful that it was over yeah because it was just on that oh my god not again type thing
1: i i i didn't mind the quest series i thought it was just right Mm-hmm. okay, I mean, I'm not done yet, so maybe that's why I don't know, but I didn't really see it as aI need to get this done so I can start grinding something you know i don't I don't have that feeling about it, it's just something to do before I need to go raid, okay, okay, um, so it's I'm kind of taking my time, I'm not really reading the quest text just because i just don't feel like it. <laughs> But I'm getting the gist from scanning and skimming.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Environment, so I, I get it. They're zombies.
0: Well, let me let's talk about that. And that, that's that's one thing I'm going to poo poo all over. Okay. Okay. The zombie otter people.
1: I knew you were going to have an issue with this.
0: Stop with whatever TNT is putting on TV. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we had our sparkly vampires, and now we have uh zombie land. The Walking Dead, Othmere. And I thought Feldman did a fantastic mock-up uh, over there on Wire with the image of the Undead Othmere because that's what it felt like. Mm. I'm like, oh, good Lord, enough with the zombies. We know how cool they are, right? And everybody wants to be a zombie now, apparently, including the Othmir, Uh because it's the latest craze. But I, I think, you know, enough with the pop culture. I, I think yeah. it's too much now.
1: I never got into zombies personally, so.
0: I, I never did either. And so I guess when I saw Zombie othmere I was like, oh. There we go again. Uh, and they,
1: but they do make that creepy groaning noise.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
0: Now, there, there oh, was there's... one thing I want to ask you about. You complained uh, overlands are far too easy. Yes. Uh, life in zombie land, Zombieland, Zombie Zombieland, is, is actually
1: is kind of funny.
0: dangerous. I like it. Uh, there are are heroic encounters everywhere, and when you kill one, another one spawns on you.
1: And then they go on.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, So uh, I found that area to be a massive train fest where I was just running zombies all over the place.
1: Oh, see, I kill them fast enough where it's, like, just enough. But I got to say, I really feel like this whole area was designed with a mark in mind because I had to pull out the mark.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, as
1: fast as I can kill them, it's not fast enough because they kill me. They overrun me. So I got to have my my Merc.
0: Yeah, I, I got to be honest. Never took a Merc out throughout all of Cobalt Scar. I did it all mm, manly, wow. man, manly dwarf, yes. Well, uh, that's because you can heal yourself, but I bet you took a lot longer than me. Absolutely. I, I'm still killing zombies right now. <laughs> Even <laughs> right while we're now. podcasting, I'm having to kill more zombies because they keep spawning on top of me. Uh, <laughs> the only place where I actually had difficulty was... Uh, knocking down that bone wall in the tunnel, you you start knocking down the wall, the zombies' uh, Osmere spawn, They the heal the wall regenerates on its own, but they also heal it. Okay. Um, I, I got into a perpetual loop where I could not kill things fast enough before that wall regened itself back to 100%. Uh, so some so, guildmates actually uh, hooked me up and helped me get through that section.
1: This is one of those cases where... You see more than I do because mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with that. So here's what I saw: there's a bone wall. You tap it, you tack it once, and then some offmere spawn. And you kill them, and then you kill the wall, mm-hmm. and then you go to the next one. No big deal. There's like three offmere that spawn.
0: Right, right. I think two when it first launched, yeah, it was it was jacked up on steroids. I believe they've nerfed it since.
1: Okay, maybe they've.
0: I think they might have even taken away the regening ability of the wall. Okay. Uh, and you obviously probably can kill the off mare much faster than the the group of them that spawn. Yeah, uh, much faster. Have... Than I. So uh, they have made it a a kinder, gentler encounter. Uh, in the beginning, it was very difficult, and there were, I think a lot of people kind of in my boat as well, where they just didn't have the DPS to take it down fast enough. Uh, the other thing I, I felt, and you know, uh, I, I'm going to sound horrible here. I, I'm looking a gift horse in the mouth. There are too many damn shinies out there. No. Yeah. I, I know as much as we all love Shinies, but there's one Overland Zone and it needs like 10 collections for it. Come on. Uh, I know they're easy to reproduce and able to cookie cutter them, uh, but I think there's just too many of them. They need to become more inventive or something.
1: You're going to start crying in two podcasts that you have nothing left to do.
0: I know. I know.
1: So I I don't want to hear about it. You have something to do.
0: Now, I will say, though, the, what they did with the fish nodes was kind of cool. So uh, there is my unique. I'm glad they did that. But I think there are just too many other white shinies out there.
1: By do that, you mean adding shiny or collectibles to the fish nodes?
0: Yes, yes. Yes. So uh, to trade off against there are too many, and I say they should do something inventive, they actually did do something inventive with the fish, and I think yeah. that was good.
1: That was very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I did like that.
0: Now, have you been swimming around out there in the water?
1: Uh, yeah, I've been swimming.
0: Did you did you notice these jester idols that are standing out there?
1: I did not notice any such idols.
0: Yeah, so there's like these giant statues with uh, what looked to be like the Bristlebane head on them or something. I'm going
1: to have to look because yeah. I just didn't pay attention. Uh, they're
0: just oddly placed, right? They don't seem to have any other story that goes to them that I'm aware of. So I'm wondering, is this some form of hint of a shard or plane of mischief coming?
1: Like a Bristlebane, uh related thing.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there was the Plane of Mischief back in EQ one, and when I think you zoned out of it, it did like put you in Great Divide. Could this be what we might be seeing next? Could this be the, like the next content coming? So this is a little hint that this, the Shard or the Plane of Mischief might be coming. Don't know.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, they just seem so out of place that they must have. They must mean something. They wouldn't well... just plunk these things there right <laughs> no no
1: i don't think so interesting
0: I, i've seen two of them there there might be more but they're just like in odd places so uh the advanced solo instances uh i like them i think they're good uh i've always done them with a buddy i've never done them solo
1: now you're talking about in general advanced solo or yeah. the,
0: the new the new stuff. the two new ones uh out there in the grotto all right they are definitely a challenge. They are definitely advanced solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not meant to be done by yourself and uh, certainly not by yourself as a Templar, I would say, uh, because it would just take me literally forever uh, to to finish that. But, you know, with, with two people, there's no problem blowing through that in 30 minutes.
1: Well, I got to say, I just barely poked my head into the first one. OK. With the Merc. And uh, I got down the hall, part of the way, and then the phone rang, and then I got tired, and so I zoned out, and that was the end. Okay. So I, I haven't really done anything with the the new the Siren's Grotto instances. Um, but there was something you were talking about as a Templar. You always go with somebody. You've never done them solo, solo.
0: Correct, correct.
1: Not even with a Merc? Uh,
0: never with a Merc.
1: How long does it take you if you've tried it, if you were to try it, you think, by yourself? Do you think it would just be
0: insurmountable uh i you know no i don't think it would be insurmountable because you know you know as we've talked about i'm somewhat indestructible when i stand still
1: right but it just takes forever it
0: just takes forever right uh so as long as there's not some part of the script that i can't overcome if i can heal through it i can beat it right But
1: what's the point if you can bring a
0: berserker friend exactly exactly (laughs) and and do it that way so uh, it's certainly more enjoyable and there. It's one that involves, uh, jumping. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. So there's a super Mario event in one of them. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. You got to click off like a half a dozen things. Mm. Uh, the buddy clicks off five. I get one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
0: It is what it is. Uh, I know what I am. He knows what I am. It just is what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So what do you think if they did, okay, so say, for example, like for me, it's as a DPS class, it's much easier to blow through stuff, you know, and I can maybe I could do it with a Merc, and then maybe I can do it without a Merc later down the road, Mm -hmm. uh, and blow through it pretty quick, whereas you're probably still plunking away in the first area. Do you think, you know how we have smart loot, or there has been in the past, smart Mm -hmm. loot? Not that we've seen any of that lately. What if you had a smart zone?
0: Okay, so like a zone that would maybe tailor it to who zoned into it.
1: Yeah, like Templar zones and less mobs, fewer hit points.
0: More curing.
1: Right, more curing, more stuff to heal.
0: Okay, okay. I
1: don't know. I just, um, uh, a thought. Yeah,
0: you know, I think that would be interesting, you know, kind of tailor the encounter to who's doing it, especially in a, in a solo zone. I, right. I, I don't think that would work, you know, in a, in a heroic or a raid, right. you know, uh, type of, type of yeah. environment, too many variables. But, yeah, so if you were to look at each of the four archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe if a fighter zones in, more mobs uh, taunt more. So you've got to keep switching back and forth to make sure you're on the right target, for example, that you want to mm-hmm. be on. Uh, wh- if a healer, more curing. Uh, more stuns, that sort of stuff, that they mm-hmm. might be able to break out of. Right. Uh, scout, you know, mobs with lots of deep, uh, lots of hit points. Right. But no, but no stuns, stifles, roots, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you where you want to be able to get your range, say, as a ranger type of thing. Yeah, uh, and do your do your DPS. Same thing, kind of with the mage. Maybe uh, mages and and scouts are a little kind of the same. You know, mm-hmm. uh, taking advantage of what skill sets you have. Right. How uh, your design, you're designed. You're DPS oriented, so you want mobs with a lot of hit points that you're going to have to burn or down. More, whereas...
1: more of them.
0: Exactly, exactly. More targets. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense, and I you know I think that would be something that's very cool that where they could look at you know who zones in it. Those sort of determinations uh, on a per fight basis, type of thing, Um, you know, with a formula behind the scenes. Yeah, I like that.
1: Maybe like loot isn't adjusted, but instead of having you know twelve mobs in this area, it's focused down to one. Like, say it's um, you know, Shadow Knight might get twelve mobs that are kind of split up, whereas you know, maybe an assassin would only get one.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I like that. So, like you say, kind of like a smart encounter, not necessarily smart loot, but smart encounter
1: or a smart zone. Smart like zone. Populate sure. the zone. Yeah, no, I, I like that idea. Yeah, that might be
0: something to work on. Uh, so, let me ask you: Have you done any of the heroic zones in Cobalt Scar yet? Nope,
1: don't know anything about them.
0: Neither have I.
1: Even though you're done with everything else. Yes. So is that because you don't have any friends?
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or, or they want a better healer. Oh. Uh, bazinga. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't see... I got to be honest. I don't see a lot of shouts to the channel for people looking for group for those zones. There are some, not to say that there aren't any. Uh, there's certainly not a lot. And, and I wonder, you know, why is that? Is it because the advanced solo has everything people need and the heroic is either too complicated or there's, no, there's nothing to chase in there? There's no loot to chase out of those zones.
1: Yeah, but do we know what comes out of there?
0: Have no. people
1: done it enough to know what comes out of there?
0: No, I don't think that's true. I don't think we have seen it. But if we did, I think they'd be showing it off.
1: I guess that's true.
0: Fun argument. You can't say, well, because we haven't seen it, we don't know. But then again, maybe that's the telltale sign to say, well, there's nothing worth showing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh,
1: you gotta, you got to believe that people have been doing those to see what comes out of there. And if there's nothing exciting, then... There's nothing
0: exciting. Good point. It could be that the people who are doing them are your, you know, your top end raiders to begin with, because they can obviously uh, turn and burn that sort of content uh, easiest and, and the fastest. Uh, mm-hmm. And to them, you know, most of the rewards might be throwaway. Yeah. It's hard to say. You know, would people chase loot if they knew what loot was out there, or, you know, in the old days, we were expected to go discover it. Yeah. You know, is our times changing where we don't want the effort of discovery anymore? We want to know what's (laughs) out there before we go chasing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think the discovery is fun, but I guess it's a disappointment if there's anything to discover if you keep getting lumps of
0: coal. Yeah. Although, you know, something socks and underwear, I guess. More socks (laughs) and underwear. Right. Uh, There was something that Candor said when we were chatting with him was he would like to see the loot chase be from all different Play styles. Yeah. Right? It, just because you raid, all your gear shouldn't be from raiding. You know, maybe there's a trade skill item out there. Maybe there's something you know, for a particular slot that the best in slot comes from the heroic zone or something like that or the advanced solo. So it'll make you play more play styles if you want the best of everything. Right. Today, it seems if you want the best of everything, well, just raid. And even in, within that, raid challenge mode that's Correct. the best there is and, and it's only there
1: right uh
0: I, I i'm i'm excited by that and i hope we get to see that because i i'd like to do more things in game but sometimes it's difficult being in an mmo uh when there's a lot of ah, i don't want to do that because there's no reward it's just as easy to run the advanced solo with a merc get my couple of plat and get out of dodge maybe get the uh, a fable drop you know and he had hinted into two that they you know it was too easy to get fable drops out of the uh, the chain solo instances, you right? Know, and people are selling that left and right. You know, SLR is SLR ruining the game. Uh, people don't don't you know do those uh, group content because it's easier to get it out of the advanced solo or buy it out of the advanced solo from somebody else who's selling it.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like if there are quests that go to places, if there are quests that lead you places, there's more of an opportunity for the average player. Okay. Later down the road, maybe, not when it's like the hot new thing that just came out. I feel like in the past, we used to have more, I want to go see the stone because I've never seen it before. Even if there's nothing I need out of here, or maybe there's one or two things, but I've never seen it before. I'm, I'm thinking of like, what's the name of that one over in, is it Fens Under the Water, the little?
0: Uh, Vexar. Vex- yeah. Vexar.
1: Yeah, when Mm -hmm. that first came out and then there was another version of it. Yep. I remember never having been there or to one of the versions. I forget which one it was. I think the second, the full version when it came out. And, you know, we kind of went in as a group and it was cool because nobody had done it. It was all the discovery of, you know, and people needed it for updates and stuff like that. And it was the discovery of the Zone with a fresh mindset of we don't know what's going to happen let's just figure it out. And I really like that. And I kind of miss that. And it's kind of a bummer that it's all about the loot, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, although I mean you only have that discovery once.
1: Right. I know, but I really miss that and I I guess the only way to get that is if you happen to be off work when something launches Mm -hmm. and you can jump in there right away and experience it for the first time with five other people who also are off work i mean it's like dumb luck if you can do that otherwise you're going to be your your experience is going to be sullied by somebody saying well here's what you do you do this you do that avoid this ae block here there's ads at 60 percent, and then We loot the chest. That's boring.
0: Let me ask you this. In DOV, we were kind of forced into doing the heroic instances through the storyline, the quest line.
1: Oh, yes.
0: We don't see that in uh, Chains of Eternity, Mm -hmm. and we certainly don't see that in Cobalt Scar. Right. Do you think that is a good or a bad thing?
1: I think it's good they're not forcing us into it. Okay. Absolutely good. Because that i did not enjoy i don't want to be forced into something i want to be able to explore it if i want to
0: okay i think i kind of missed that a little bit I, being forced I, uh well let's be honest we're not forced to do anything i mean well, Tony's not sitting there with a gun to our back well no to play but, their content but
1: no but you have to collect this and you have to grind and grind and grind and faction and blah blah blah
0: well so yeah you're being forced yeah, okay fair enough uh, but this, the storyline took us to each of the zones, and there was a reason to go into each one of them. The The NPCs kind of had, and I'll use it loosely, missions for us to do for them in there. Not missions as in the game mechanic missions. Right. But you know, part of the story was, okay, hey, we need you to go over and take out this giant in this instance. Okay, so he went and did that, and he came back and said, okay, wow, you guys did a really good job here. Go over here and uh, take out his older brother in this one. So it moved you through the story of why you were doing this. You were knocking these people off, knocking these giants off for various reasons or getting them a particular item out of the chest. But in that back was room. really long and tedious. Uh, I guess, to be honest, to me, that felt, as I was saying earlier, the heroicness, the signatureness mm-hmm. of it. It stood out to me. I felt at the end I had accomplished something. Mm. Uh, when I finish uh, Chains of Eternity and when I finish Cobalt Scar – I feel everybody's happy because well I've done all these little chores for them.
1: I hate the grinding. I absolutely hate the grinding. Don't don't put in front of me a path that everybody has to follow if you want to achieve x y or z and then at the end make me grind 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 faction. I don't want to be forced to grind. I well, absolutely cannot stand it.
0: All right, well in in my example here it made you go to in, go and run each instance once. You didn't have to grind. Fa- I'm not talking about faction grinding like we saw in Sky Shrine or anything like that. I'm just okay. talking about the the, the storyline, this the story arc of the of the exp- okay, of the expansion, fine. delivering you to each of yes, the instances. Fine.
1: See it once, fine. No problem. Okay, that's fine. I just i I don't I don't know. I guess I'm. Eh, we're talking about different things. I think mm-hmm. I don't okay. like the grind, but I don't mind visiting.
0: Fair enough. And I'm, I'm certainly not talking about factioning or repeating the same instance a million times for, the, for a super rare drop. In, in the DOV line, you did it once in each zone, and it was a guaranteed win if you finished the zone. Yeah. You got your check mark, and you could move to the next one. Yeah. But you didn't have to follow that signature storyline if you didn't want either.
1: Well, you know? yeah, you don't have to do anything if you don't want. But if you want to do certain content, you have to do certain other content. Right. And I mean, I, that, that's just how
0: it is. And it had a nice reward at the end of it. Yeah. So there, there was some incentive to go and do it all. And I think I kind of missed that. I guess that's what I, I, I failed to get from, from Chains, and I failed to get that from Cobalt Scar. Granted, it is only one Overland Zone in, in a couple well, of cases. I didn't get that heroic feeling at the end of it.
1: Don't judge Cobalt Scar by an expansion standards.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. But even, even on a micro scale, I didn't feel like a hero at the end of it. I just felt like I was a gopher or an errand boy for a bunch of lazy NPCs. Isn't there
1: something in the middle
0: between uh, hero
1: and errand boy? There must be something in the middle. Uh, perhaps.
0: Perhaps. But I, I certainly felt closer to the errand boy side of oh, it. Oh,
1: that's too bad. So.
0: Well. But still, there's stuff to do in Cobalt Scar. Still, you know, we're still raiding this, obviously, an opportunity for us to do some heroic. So maybe we can revisit this again when we get a little bit more under our belt. So, Allie, let's talk a little bit about what we wish we knew when we were noobs.
1: Well, actually, I apparently am still a noob. All right. Because I just learned something not too long ago. That you can actually auto-hide your DD pet without typing the command every time you revive. So my favorite mage group healer says, well, you know, you can make that stop happening if you just right-click your pet and then click this box and it'll always hide it. Oh. Well, so I did, and lo and behold, it hides all the time. Oh, excellent. Like, it's a whole new world, Dell.
0: A whole less new world of not seeing your deity pet.
1: Of less work. Less work, less typing every time I die, which is often. And less dealing with people hailing my pet repeatedly, which is basically passive-aggressive attacking of the ranger. <laughs>
0: Let's be honest. It's all about the poor ranger, right? Yeah. All right.
1: What what do you have? What All did right. you wish you knew?
0: So I had to make a macro the other day. Yes. Like, like, like it's this arduous uphill event for me, right? <laughs> and I, I certainly I've made macros in the past, but I really haven't paid too much attention to them. But when creating a macro to cast a spell or a buff on somebody, uh, there is a target option in, in the command. Previously, I guess I thought I had this sl- command slash target so-and-so. And then cast my spell. Oh. Macro. Apparently I can do that all in one line now. Really? Yeah. I guess I never really paid attention carefully enough to the macro window so that you can do it all on one line.
1: So kind of you're a noob
0: too. I am a total noob and I'm almost embarrassed to admit this because now I'm sure there's tons of people who are sitting out there going, What a a noob. I'm never grouping with him again. Dude (laughs) can't make a macro. No wonder why he sucks.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't know that either, but I, that's only because I don't have any buffs.
0: You have nothing to cast on anybody else. Correct. I, so
1: you, so I, really, you could, make, you could make a macro
0: where you res Alley all the time. And that would be a frequently used button.
1: Yeah, so you only have one click. You could save yourself from Carpal Tunnel, Dell, Think about it.
0: Uh, or I can just leave you down. So, Allie, I think episode number 64 is an Allie Angle episode, is it not? Yeah, it is. All right. So are you ready for your question? Yes. All right. So, Allie, I've been told that April showers bring May flowers. And then I've been asked, what do May flowers bring? But what I really want to know is, what are three changes that you're hoping that the May hot fixes bring?
1: Well, bearing in mind that I haven't seen everything yet, my number three... Fish nodes. Holy hell! There are billions of fish nodes in the water
0: in Cobalt Scar. There are a lot of them. Yes,
1: I get it. I get it. There are collections in the fish. I understand, but concern. I can't see the quest clickies down there. I think somebody went a little uh, mouse happy when they were placing the fish nodes in Cobalt Scar. So I'm. I'm really hoping we see a reduction in the fish population. With an upcoming patch. Yeah, I think we need to add some predators down there to get rid of them.
0: Wouldn't that be cool, though? Let's say as the shark is swimming by, he swims too close to a fish node, it despawns? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Although, I guess no if, if you were hoping for that fish node and the shark got too close to it, you'd be unhappy. Yeah, but maybe if you killed the shark, then you could get the shiny. Ooh, I like that idea, Allie. That is that cool. Sounds too complicated. All right. All right, so what was number two?
1: Number two, I've noticed that quest items are not all disappearing when the quest is completed. Now, I only have evidence of two so far. Mm. um, But like I said, not all the way through the quest line. But this is one of those things that kind of bothers me because there was a while back when they made an effort to change quest items so they would disappear as soon as you finish the quest. But it's sort of not forward compatible, I guess. It's not doesn't doesn't stick with future game updates. Why?
0: I think, and this is just my guess, is that uh, yeah. when they're designing a the quest, there's probably a checkbox that says elite item upon quest completion, and somebody's checking that box.
1: Why can't we just always check the box? Have it auto check, or if there's not a box, can't we just build this in somehow to make this always be the case? Because uh, I agree, they, they made a big deal out of. Saying your bags shouldn't be filled with a bunch of crap you don't need. I mean, we're still overrun by crap.
0: You're absolutely correct. And, and crap that doesn't disappear. Right. And then you're wondering, what was this for? At least, I mean, at least if there was one silver lining, at least it tells you is needed by such and such a quest.
1: Yes. But I have to go do research to find out whether I finished that quest or not.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Very so, uh, what's your number one thing that you're hoping that the May hotfixes bring?
1: Well, this one's kind of silly, but um, surprise me. A lot of times I learn things from patch notes that I didn't know about when they were actually happening. So I learn about, say, bugs or exploits after the fact. So I guess what I'm hoping to learn from patch notes is tell me about bugs that I missed out on taking advantage of once more.
0: All right. Are you a patch notes reader?
1: Occasionally.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, what, what, What makes you at times not read them?
1: There's too much. Too, okay. I, don't, I don't have time.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see. I mean, there is a wealth of information in there at times. And yeah. I'm guilty, too, of going, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the hell this is. You know, this yeah. item is now fighter. I don't even know what the fight item was, why it now needs to be firearm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with, no, with no links or URLs in them, I have no idea what some of these items are or what quests are referring to or, or certainly uh, other classes' abilities. So. Uh, I, I tend to read them, but I'll say sometimes I'm more skimming.
1: Yeah, I will definitely skim when it comes to class changes. Anything other than my class, I just skim or skip completely because I don't really care.
0: Yeah, I, I do it's certainly the same thing. First thing when it gets to class changes, mm, Templar. You know. <laughs> And then if it, has, it says PvP changes, yeah, right past those two.
1: Well, I mean, I will skim for things that might affect me down the road. Like mm-hmm. if it's somebody I need for a buff or or something, I will just kind of, you know, skim a little bit. But for the most part, those things aren't going to affect me.
0: Uh, well, let me ask you this, too. We saw something interesting in the patch notes today. Uh, they said the uh, enraged war bore in Plane of War now drops a curious item. Yes. Do you like when they don't tell you what it is and they kind of leave you with this like dangling teaser?
1: They used to do that occasionally and I did like that. I thought it was cute. Okay. I mean it didn't take long for us to figure out what it was. Certainly not. But you know, they used to do cute little things like that and I think it's I think it's cute when they do it. I think they're, it's funny when they, they add little little bit of humor to the badge notes. It needs to be it needs to be light.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes I'm challenged. I like the teaser, but then sometimes like, just tell me what it is. You know, I I just want to know, what does this really mean? You want to see
1: behind the curtain? uh,
0: Or I want to at least know exactly what is the curtain. Don't tell me there's a curious new, you know, uh, tapestry or, or, you know, or window treatment. You know, tell me (laughs) what it is. It's an item. I know, but, you know, what does it do? What did you change about it? it's in Plain of War. It's not tapestries. Well, that 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 one, I specifically knew what it was. Right? I know, but
1: if you didn't, you wouldn't expect to find tapestries in Plane of War. No, but
0: when they leave like little teasers about that, right? Yes. I don't want to see behind. I want to, I guess, yes, I want to see behind the curtain. Tell me what it is, damn it. Don't yes. tease me.
1: Well, you're going to find out the next raid night anyway. Uh, but so... I mean,
0: that, just for that one item, but they've placed teasers for other things.
1: It's supposed to make you go do stuff. Okay. If you if they told you what it was, you wouldn't go look. Uh, okay,
0: fair enough, fair enough. I, I think might the not.
1: idea is to make you play the game. All right.
0: All right, and they should do that really cool content, not teasers and patch notes. All right, Ugh. but getting back to the alley angle, because that is what this is all about. So, Allie, I've been told that April showers bring May flowers, and then I've been told that May flowers bring other things. But really, Allie, what are the three things... That you want to see the May hot fixes bring us.
1: And uh, I. Yes. Get rid of my quest items I don't need anymore.
0: Yes. And then surprise me. All righty. All good options. Although it'll be interesting to see what they surprise you with.
1: Uh, they could surprise me with a lot of things.
0: That they could. It's a very open ended one.
1: <laughs> so I'm easily surprised.
0: So, Ali, do we have anything else then for this, the 64th episode of the EQ2Talk podcast? Uh, no. All righty.
1: <laughs> Except that, did you know that 64 is both a square
0: and a cube? I did not know that, but that's a good, good information. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. So here, Allie, from the deck of the Black Eyed Susan, Baltimore's only authentic paddlewheel boat. Let's say thank you to this week's corporate sponsor, the M M&M and M Horseshoe Company Alley, manufacturing and designing the world's best, the world's best Alley, not just America's best, but the world's best pitching horseshoes. And if you want to check out what they make, Allie, go over there to www.kent.net/horseshoes. And you can check out all the various types of horseshoes. Did you know, Allie, that they are the makers of the AMAC? <laughs> you probably don't know what that is. Let me tell you. That is the first ergonomic horseshoe. Who knew? I, I have to be honest. I'm not well-versed in the world of pitching horseshoes. But this is the first ergonomic horseshoe, the AMAC, I available wonder, from the m M&M and Horseshoe Company.
1: I wonder what makes it ergonomic.
0: I have no idea.
1: I want to know.
0: Well, then you should go up to www.kent.net slash horseshoes and click on products.
1: Okay, thank
0: you. And Allie, if folks want to get in touch with us rather than a horseshoe manufacturer, yeah. how can they do so?
1: <laughs> they can email us. I'm Allie at e 2 talkcom
0: And I'm on at eq2talk.com.
1: You can reach us in game. I'm at eq u s.
0: And I'm eq 2unrestdelmon D-E-L-L-M-O-N, slash horseshoes.
1: And you can join our in-game chat channel, which is eq2.unrest.eq2talk.
0: Slash horseshoe. <laughs> and you can check us out there over on the Facebook as well, where we are facebook.com slash eq2talk.
1: Or follow us on Twitter at eq2talk.
0: I hope everybody will come back and join us for episode number 65. And uh, say horseshoes for us one more time.
1: Horseshoes for us one more time, Ellie. The Despot's heel is on my
0: shore, Maryland, my Maryland. Touches at thy temple door Maryland my Maryland. Avenge the patriotic gore That fleck the streets of Baltimore And be the battle queen of yore Maryland, my Maryland.
1: Did you mute number two And put him between two pillows? I did Are You sure? I'm, I'm looking
0: at him been... You sound all echoey he is definitely between two cushions.
1: Okay. Um, are you using the new mic? I am not. And the pop filter? Not yet. Why not? Uh
0: because uh my two friends came over.
1: Your two friends? Yes. Wheel and barrow?
0: No. Procrastination and laziness. Oh,
1: and laziness. Uh um when did I give you that microphone?
0: Uh Frostfell.
1: Yeah, that was five months ago. Yeah. And when did I give you the pop filter?
0: Defrost fell before.
1: Yes. That was 17 months ago.
0: Mm. Good to know you're counting.
1: Well, I'm not counting necessarily, but I I am. I can
0: add. <laughs> I was promised no math during the podcast.
1: What are three Mayflowers that you're hoping hot fixes will bring? And Allie is actually responding to... Did I say Allie? You did. Sorry. I was reading my own writing because I'm supposed to read it, so I wrote my name on the top of the page. Oh, all right. All right. We... I did it again. Hold on. <coughs> Let me gather myself here.
0: Flintstones, make the blinstones. Stone Age family oh, from the town of Bedrock. They're a page right out of history. Someday, maybe Fred
1: will win the fight, and then that cat will stay out for the night. When you're with the Flintstones, have a yabba-dabba doo time, a dabba doo time.